0: Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff
1: Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire episode 26. Um, So I had been mentioning that we have a special guest joining us today with Kelsey. Um, So let's reveal who it is. They are a fellow Elijah List employee. It's my sister, Ben Lowen. Hello. Hi. I'm so happy you're here, sis. I'm
2: happy to be here. Yeah, so I'm she's happy my, to be here.
1: She's my older sister. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you. By 300 years. No, uh, um, yeah. <laughs> no, I think this
2: is, I actually think this is a fun story, and I qualify this a lot. We are actually almost yeah. Irish twins. Because I had just turned a year old when you were born. So Mm. we were like 13 months apart. So when we were growing up, people thought we were twins. They did. and um, Because Jeffrey was a hefty child. Yeah.
1: I was a thick (laughs) boy. I'm not anymore, but it was. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I actually, I brought um, a treat, a picture of us when we were growing up. And hopefully Michael can pull that up. There it is. Oh, there, there it, is. it is. Um, I would like to draw attention to the fact that Jeffrey is wearing a Tasmanian devil shirt.
1: Yes, he, I am.
2: He loved he loved that shirt. Also, draw attention to my jean vest, which I, I think I was rocking. This was yeah. like circa 1997, 1998. So we were yeah. super cool. And our younger brother, bless his heart, we won't say his name. Uh, he loved wearing oversized shirts. Yeah, he
1: did. <laughs> and sometimes he would like, yeah. Like sometimes that's all he would wear is an oversized shirt. (laughs) So it looked like a (laughs) tunic. Yeah, man. I gotta tell you though, the sheer power that came out of that. I was like in mid kick, the sheer power, the world was not ready for the full power of that kick. Uh, so I was a sight to behold. I was really into power rangers and there's me, uh, locked and loaded for a serious kick. So. I think
2: out of all of us, you're definitely the most into what you're doing in that picture.
1: Yeah, (laughs) But it's funny when you're a kid and you think that something is going to be like super amazing and you're like, I look so cool. And then looking back on that picture, I'm like, totally doesn't look cool at all.
2: (laughs) Well, but for posterity, it is awesome to look at that and go, wow, we thought we were so cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So really quick before we bring Kelsey in. Um, uh, just tell people a little bit about yourself, who you are. You work for the Elijah List, obviously. Do. You're actually one that one of the people that got me this job. So
2: um, okay. So I'm Jen Lowen. My husband Michael actually works for Elijah List as well. He was the entry point for all of us. He, God bless him. He um got the job first, and then they needed a an an editor and a graphic designer. He's like, Oh, my wife Jen, she would be great for this. And I was like, okay. Um, and so I applied and got the position. And then a couple of years later, uh, Steve and, um, Dennis were talking about doing a show and I was like, man, my brother, I just think he would be so good for this. And it wasn't even invited. I just was like, Hey, I, it was after a meeting and I was like, can I talk to you guys for a minute? I was like, my brother, he does, um, videography. He went to YWAM and he did it. Like, I just want to throw his hat, His name, his hat in the ring, his name in, and there. And Steve was like, "Okay, yeah, send me some videos." And I remember I wrote you, and you were so reluctant. You were just like, "Oh, I don't know." I don't know, and I was like, Jeff. I turned do him this.
1: down the first time. Yeah. yeah,
2: I was like, Jeff, just just send that short video that you did when you were in YWm. It was so good and so touching. He's like, Oh, I, it's not done. I it's it's not finished. The student and film. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, he ended up doing it. Praise the Lord. And, um, I mean, the emails went to junk accidentally, right? Like the when Steve was trying to correspond with you. So, anyway um but that ended up working out so yeah i've been working for elijah list since 2016. um in september so it would have been like five years um it's five years ago right yeah five years ago so. yeah it's
1: crazy anyway. it just doesn't seem like it's been that long but you yeah know. i know crazy?
2: time flies when you're having fun yes, um yeah does. so i do the editing i do the editing and um behind the scenes so the emails that get sent out. I'm working behind the scenes and not editing. I do the proofing. I assist yeah. Lauren with the editing.
1: Yeah. So. And you do the Elijah fire thumbnails. I do. You do yeah, those that as well.
2: Was, that was super fun to design
1: by you. So that's great. Oh mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, in a lot of ways too, like you're definitely the, like one of the people growing up that modeled christ for me the most and i remember we were kids and you actually led me through the sinner's prayer in the back of mom's car on our way back to dad's uh one time and i remember that very clearly so uh on highway 22 i remember um so yeah you've been you're just uh you're great and i'm really excited to have you here on the show
2: i'm excited to be here thanks bro okay
1: yeah so okay uh, everybody, our guest, you know, her, you love her. She is the founder of marriage of the lamb ministries. Let's welcome Kelsey O'Malley.
3: Oh, you guys, is, you guys is, are so cute. <laughs> Seriously. I'm backstage. I'm like tearing up over the, her leading you to the Lord story. Yeah. That yep. is. Wow. Yep. I mean, talk about how God will use little children. How old were you when that happened?
1: So we would have been, I would have been in second grade at that time. So, Come on. Yeah. That's
2: an amazing story. Yeah. Well, yeah. and I, I also want to, I want to add to just because maybe to encourage people, we fought like cats and dogs. Like yeah. we were, we were really close in age. And so there was a lot of like, a lot of bickering and fighting. And I think there was a breakthrough. Oh, great, Jeff. <laughs> no, thank you. Please don't say what I think you're going to say. <laughs> um,
1: i'm gonna Please. say it oh,
2: oh jesus <laughs> lord <laughs> okay uh, anyway uh we fought oh. like cats and dogs and, and there was breakthrough um probably when we were about 14 and 15 i had received the holy spirit and there was just a huge yeah. breakthrough we had gotten in a big fight and i like really hurt his feelings and he was like very emotionally obviously very emotional and i just this wave of just such remorse f- fell over me. And I was like, this is my best friend. This is like mm-hmm. my buddy. How could I be so mean to him? And I apologize. And it, that was really the breakthrough for us at that point. Um, I think shifted in our relationship and we've been really good friends ever since. And he's like a surrogate father to my daughters and
1: mm-hmm. they love, love girls. So they great. call
2: him uncle Foddy. Uh, yeah, that, that was, was my nickname. nickname as a kid. Yeah. It was Foddy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uncle Foddy. Yeah. yeah. Although one of my or um, your oldest, she uh, couldn't say her Fs. And so I was Uncle Potty for a couple of years <laughs> and I never wanted it to change. It made me smile every single time. So, yeah. yeah.
3: Isn't it funny how we don't correct our kids because it's so cute, yeah. especially with with my first I would like correct everything. I'd be like, no, say you're, this is how you pronounce you know but then yeah. with my with my daughter we just let her like go because it's so adorable and, it me and said, so both adorable. like don't correct her don't correct her cuz instead yeah. of little my daughter's name's Lily she's 5 and um she's so cute and instead of saying she in in a sentence she says her yeah. so oh. she'll say something like her is going to the store or oh, we, we yes. won't correct her because it's so cute. It and and the other day she said she, and we were like, looked at each other. We're like, no, she's, you know, <laughs> they, learn, they, you know yes. they listen to us talk and converse yeah, yeah. and everything. But yeah. I just love how when our kids are little, it's like we give them grace because we yeah. love that they're just uniquely themselves. Yeah. Yes. And 100%. it's like how the father sees us. Like we understand when our kids are little. Yeah. They're, they're little, they, we don't expect them to go, you know, with a college degree and say all these eloquent things, you know, it's like, I feel like the Lord's like that with us. When we first get bored again, he's like, okay, you know, I'm just going to yeah. let that,
1: mm-hmm. let that
3: go. Yeah. And then as we mature, we start, he, the Holy Spirit comes and fills us and guides us and he starts to lead us how to say and do the right things. Yeah. Um, but Parenting has taught me so much about the father and so much about the Lord. Um, I'm here. Oh my goodness. And, and it's taught me a lot about myself and showed me the rawness of my heart and the truth of my heart. Because whenever we get into situations that are hard and we have to have a lot of patience or lean on the Lord, those are the times where our hearts are just, that's who you really are. Like mm-hmm. you, if you ever want to mm-hmm. know, Hey, what's inside of me, what's really mm-hmm. inside of me, good or bad. When you go through a hard time, especially raising kids, the first year is so it's difficult and mm-hmm. nobody really prepared me for that. I don't know if that's how you were, Jen, but with me, I wasn't prepared for what was mm-hmm. my life was about to go from like flip upside down. Yeah. And yeah. the Lord really showed me my heart. Was so impatient. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really loving. I wasn't kind, and he exposed yeah. all this through having children. And yeah. I was like, "Wow, Lord, my heart is wicked. I need your help."
2: Or what about what about when you hear your your attitude or things you said echoed outside of you and what they're saying? It's oh, like yes. it's a blind spot. And then when you hear your child have an outburst or say something that you know you have done like in front of them it's like oh my goodness i wow lord yes please you know help me with this um i would say the first year of parenting is like going through a crucible you know you your heart is enlarged and then it's also like exposed at the same time because you have this, this thing you're responsible for and the love in your heart just grows to a, a capacity you just didn't even know existed. And then at the same time, it's like this servanthood is like you're pouring out. It's it's a crazy experience. It's unlike anything I've ever experienced before. So yes, very much agree.
3: Yeah, it's, it is. It's, it's so much exactly what you just said. It's teaching you servanthood. And it's servanthood Mm -hmm. to a point where (laughs) you don't have a choice, servanthood,
0: (laughs) because if you
3: don't serve that baby, that Mm -hmm. child, they, they can't survive. It's, li- mm-hmm. it's life and death. So yeah, I mean, okay. but it is such a blessing because God starts working on your heart and starts revealing things about you and the Holy Spirit. I, I know I pray for all the moms even watching right now, if you just had a baby or you're pregnant yeah. now with your first or even having your fifth, I encourage you when those times come, ask the Holy Spirit. It's Literally, the symbol, Holy Spirit, help me. There is no way I can do this on my own. You have to help me. And whenever I would pray that prayer, I would feel the weight of all the burden of what was going on, whatever the situation was. Because with kids, it could be any number of situations. And I would just ask the Holy Spirit, You have to help me. And I would just breathe out and give it to Him. And right away, the peace of Jesus would come and the Holy Spirit would almost. Answer either the what to do, tell me what to do, or just what I noticed too is a lot of the times the situations weren't that bad in my life. What was going on in my home wasn't that bad, but I mm-hmm. was the one making it bad
1: mm-hmm. by my emotion oh, 100%.
3: response.
1: Oh man, my
3: yeah. emotional response was the was the problem. Yeah. it wasn't the mm-hmm. actual problem. I was the problem.
1: That's and a bitter so pill. Lord,
3: yeah, so the Lord would reveal that to me and say. Take a deep breath, let my peace fill you, and then I would realize coming out of my bedroom because I would go away to a to a place on my own to talk to the Lord, and I would realize that there really was no problem.
1: Mm-hmm. And then
3: I would repent and say, "Lord, I'm sorry, but I'm so thankful you're teaching me. I'm so mm-hmm. thankful you're teaching me." And I don't I think that's more than just with kids. I mean, it could be with our spouse or with work or with any type of situation. You know, just to take that time to give it to the Lord in everything and be immediate, like um, repentance right then and there when something comes and something happens. And I wish I would have known all this before because I'm, I'm going to be sharing a little bit of, of my testimony today and about what I walk through with God. And if I would have known these keys before, um, I think it wouldn't have gotten as bad as it did. Mm. Um, with me, but because I didn't, re- I wasn't surrounded with anyone speaking into my life. I didn't have friends who were believers and I didn't have any spiritual mother, any spiritual father. I, I wasn't pursuing God. And then I didn't have anyone speaking into my life. I didn't, I wasn't watching a show like this, yeah. you know, there wasn't anything I had to grab onto. And, and so if I would have had something like this, I, I don't know if it would have, gotten to
1: Mm.
3: the extreme that it did
1: yeah Mm -hmm. well kelsey let's let's just get into it like why don't you just share what's on your heart um and then we'll just go from there
3: yeah okay so i mean i i years and years ago um when i first came to the lord you guys have heard my testimony if you haven't just a two minute quick um, recap of my testimony is I went to a church service. I grew up Presbyterian. I never really knew Jesus personally. Um, I knew about the Lord, but not really um, because there was no intimacy or Holy Spirit in the church, I think my heart was never really connected with his. So when I was 19 years old, I got born again and saved by seeing the eyes of Jesus through the minister. And when he laid hands on me, I encountered Jesus and looked into Jesus, and he looked into me. And the eyes of absolute love glared into the deepest part of my soul wow. and most people would think i would feel filthy and dirty and but i didn't i felt overwhelmingly loved and cherished and accepted and i knew that i just wanted to give everything to those eyes of love wow. and and that's sort of that's the beginning of my testimony and so i was 19 years old and for months after that i mean i would go home from that meeting and No one taught me how to pray. I would just lay in my room on the floor and just pray like this. I love you, Jesus. I love you. I love you, Jesus. Won't you come? And I would just, that was my prayer. And the glory of God would come into my room. The weighty presence of God would come. And I would pray until it would come. Just that simple prayer of, of how much I loved him. And I would spend months after that, just being with the Lord and, and, and spending time with him. But what happened is the enemy is not just going to let me go right? because I served him faithfully, you know, for 19 years, I served the enemy. You know, I would go out and drink and party and do whatever I wanted. My life was fully lived for me. I I could care less about anyone else. I was extremely selfish. I wanted my way when I wanted my way. I did whatever I wanted. And so the enemy is not just going to let me go and, and say, oh, yeah, have her, take her. And so what happened is when once the Lord came into my life and I fell deeply in love with Jesus, all of a sudden these deep desires in my heart, like the things that were in me, like greed, and vanity, and all these things that were in me, the devil knew what was in me. And so he brought those temptations to me. So all of a sudden, I would have people asking me to come and do these amazing trips with them to go and do all these things that everyone in the world would want to do. Who wouldn't want to go fly on a private plane and go to Vegas for the weekend? I mean, this was the type of stuff that I was being offered to me. And, and it was the enemy was trying to get me away from God. And because I was immature in the word, because I didn't have the sword of the spirit to fight the enemy, because I was so new, I just uh, was new, the Lord, but not like I should not through the word. And so since I didn't have the foundation to stand on when the wind and the waves came, I was knocked down because I wasn't on the rock within the word. You know, Christ is the word. And if we don't have the truth in us, then we can't fight the enemy. You know, when the enemy came to Christ, he he said, it is written, it is written, it is written. That's how he fought him. Well, I didn't really have that. And so it was easy for me to let let a little bit of leaven ruin the whole lump. And that's exactly what happened to me. It was a one-off here, a one-off there. It wasn't like I full-blown was like, oh yeah, I'm just going to go head forward back into sin. That wasn't my case. My case was all my friends would go out and I would say no for a while. But then finally, oh, just come out with us. You don't have to drink. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So I would go out with them, which they're all unbelievers, which I shouldn't be fellowshipping with unbelievers at this point. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 6, 14 through 16, Don't continue to team up with unbelievers. For what partnership is there between righteousness and rebellion? Who can mingle light with darkness? What harmony can there be between Christ and Satan? Or what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? What friendship does God's temple have with demons? For indeed, we are the temple of the living God. And so because I was teaming up with unbelievers, he had an open door to come into my life. Mm. And so it was, oh, I'll go, but not drink. And then it was one beer here, one beer there, one shot here, one one sexual relationship here. And all of a sudden, those that little bit of leaven, that little bit of open door Uh, just the onslaught of the enemy came. And so I fell back into my old lifestyle.
0: Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash donate and become a partner today.
3: I fell back into partying, drinking, sleeping around, um, you know, with Men, women, it didn't matter because I was in the world and that's what you did. That's what mm-hmm. you did in the world. That was a common thing for my, the people I hung out with to do.
2: Kelsey, it, just for qualifying and you're saved at this point. You're yes. saying, yeah. yeah.
3: Okay. Oh yeah. I had my experience with Christ at this point. I had yeah. seen the eyes of Jesus. He had deposited his, his absolute love. I mean, I look straight in the eyes of Christ and I still fell away because i allowed it was my choice you know choose this day whom you'll serve Mm -hmm. that's every day we have to make a choice who are we going to serve today what am i going to eat today what am i going to drink today am i going to drink from the cup of the devil or i'm going to eat the bread of life that's a choice every single day and because i was immature in the word I didn't even know the scripture that I just read to you. I didn't really know any scripture. I knew John 3, 16. I mean, seriously, I didn't didn't know the word at all. And so because I was uh, not foundationally grounded in that, the devil could come and easily attack me. And my mind wasn't renewed. That's the other thing. We renew our mind and we're transformed by the word of God. Because I saw Jesus, my heart, was transformed through intimacy, but my mind was not renewed. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so That's good. say that again, say yeah. that again, <laughs> my heart was transformed through yeah. seeing Jesus, but my mind wasn't renewed. Mm-hmm. So my okay. mind was still yeah. carnal and, and That's carnal so men is that intim- a- enemy with God. If you're a carnal mindset, you're an enemy of God. And so the devil could come and give me these desires of my heart that were still there because my soul was ruling me. My spirit was made perfect when Christ comes in. When you accept Christ, your spirit is made perfect, but your soul is still dark. The darkness is still there. You have to submit to God. You have to submit to God each and every day. You have to be renewed. Um, Romans 12, 2 says, stop imitating the ideals and the opinions of the world around you, but be inwardly transformed through the Holy Spirit by a total reformation how you think. This will help you discern God's will as you live a beautiful and perfect life before him. So I was not doing that. I wasn't um, getting away from the culture around me. I was stepping into it. Yeah. I was I was putting my my vulnerable self. I was just going with it because I didn't know how to stand at that point. I wasn't wearing the armor of God. You know, we need the belt of truth. You know, I had the helmet. I had salvation, but that's not going to help me if I don't have anything else.
1: Mm -hmm. And so, so, my question is: when when you were slipping back, was there a? Were you rationalizing like? Because obviously, you had had that conversion experience. You had had that encounter of just unconditional love from the father. Right. But what were there times where you were like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this, but no, it's fine. It was just one time. It was just one time. Was there a rationalization that took place or was it just oh, not? Absolutely. even
3: on radar? Oh, absolutely. The Lord would convict me all the time. The Holy mm-hmm. spirit. would con- mm-hmm. Definitely. I would feel the remorse over my sin, but I wouldn't repent. Mm-hmm. So I would feel remorse but then Mm. I wouldn't repent. So I would just, Mm. because I didn't repent, what happens is when we feel remorse and we don't repent, we sear our conscience. We sear the Mm. Holy ghost talking to us. So what happened is we sear it and we sear it little by little. Let me tell you something about the devil. He is never a huge, massive wave. That's going to just crap. No, he's a little drip. He's a little drip. He's a little drip and more, more drips, more drips, more drips. And pretty soon the bucket is full and we just thought it was a little problem. Oh, my sink's leaking, but it's just a little drip. It's no big deal. Then you get your water bill and you're like, oh my gosh,
1: it's that type of thing. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it's that type of thing. And so that's what happened. So I would feel remorse. And anytime someone, this is the other thing. My heart was always connected to Christ. That had never left me. My love for Christ had never left me. If I heard someone talking about the Lord, my heart would melt inside of me, like melt for Christ inside of me. That never left me. And so even though I was making wrong choices and do my love for Christ was still there, but because I was choosing to do the wrong thing and I wasn't in the word. And I didn't, I was fellowshipping with people who this was their life. This was normal. That was the other thing. I didn't come out from, the Bible says, come out from among them and be ye separate. See, I wasn't, that wasn't my life. I wasn't separating from that. And so I fell into all this stuff. And what happened is that that went on for years. And then all of a sudden, now I can't tell you the exact date. Because my mom said to me, you know, what was the exact date? Do you remember where you... Christ called you back and I'm like, I can't remember the exact date, but I do remember I started to go to church again mm. and so I'd start to go to church and I'd sit in church and but I was still out drinking and doing what I want to do. And what happened is they started to pray in the spirit and see I had my my prayer language. And that's the other thing about my prayer language is I didn't use it for a long time, but it never left because the Bible says He's the Holy Spirit's given to us like an engagement ring, and so I that down payment never left me. The Bible says, "I'll send the Holy Spirit to you, and He'll never leave you or forsake you. He's with you each and every day." And so they started praying in the Spirit, and I just opened my mouth and could just pray in the Spirit. And so I think that that was the catalyst to bringing me back. And and that was the start is I yielded to the Holy Spirit. I made a choice to open my mouth and pray in my heavenly language. I yielded. And that's all he needed. He just needed me to yield just to, to pray in the Holy Spirit. And then he could start speaking to me again because I so seared him for so long. And I wasn't yielded to him that once I did yield, he started and uh, the love and the pulling towards him. And uh, since that time, it's been like an accelerated fast track racetrack. Um, he's brought me back. And I want to encourage you too that. If this is similar to your story and your children have fallen away from the Lord or you yourself have fallen away from the Lord and you've said, you know what, I missed it because I fell away from God. I miss my calling. I miss my destiny because I stepped away. No, you did not. The Lord will take all those years and restore them like as if they did not even wow. happen. He is the God of acceleration. There is nothing that you can do to stop God from loving you. There's, if you turn and say, yes, yes you're going to you're going to land on your destiny. You're going to land on the path. The Bible says so right here in Romans 12, 2, which I just read. It says, if you stop intimid, uh, imitating the ideals and the opinions of the culture around you, and you be transformed by the Holy Spirit, you yield to the Holy Spirit. You say yes to the Holy Spirit. This will empower you to discern God's will. And so you will be in God's will as you say yes and you yield. And so... He started bringing me back and just absolute acceleration. And what happened is the love of God, the mercy Mm. of God, the compassion of God is the only reason I am where I am today. Mm. It's because of his mercy. It's because he said, you know what, Kelsey, I forgive you. I wash Mm. you white as snow when you come to me and you repent of your sin and you give your life to me you're clean as if it never even happened so that's why i can share all of this with that with you guys with no guilt or shame because i've been forgiven of every Mm -hmm. single bad wicked evil thing i have ever done i've been washed completely clean by the blood of the lamb
1: and the same thing so what you're saying is that it wasn't because people pointed their fingers at you and called you a heathen and a sinner and that you should be ashamed of yourself. That's what you're saying, right?
3: Yeah, no, it was it was yeah. not that. It was the goodness of God yeah. that led me to repentance. And it was the mercy of God to do what he's done in my life. It's because he's merciful. He's long-suffering. He's patient. He's kind. Yeah. And he wishes that none would perish and go to hell, mm-hmm. and so yeah. he was so patient with me, and he didn't forget my calling, even though I did. Right. Right. Um, you that's know, true. he called me when I was nineteen to serve him, and I knew that I knew that he was going to use me in a mighty way because he told me. But I yeah. let that go. But he never forgot about that, even though I did. He never so, did. That's so good. I want to ask a couple
2: of questions,
3: Kelsey. It sounds
2: like in your testimony, what you're sharing with me is you never lost that sense of sincere love for the Lord and that it wasn't like, this is what I'm hearing. It wasn't like you're, I rebel against you, God. Like I do not want this life you have for me. There was still a sincerity and a, a tenderness toward the Lord. My question for you, because I know I have a lot of friends who had a sincerity for the Lord and they're still in that place. Yeah. What you were describing. Tell me what what would you say to that person who is they're in it and they're struggling with shame, they are struggling with remorse? But, like what you were saying, it's almost like their conscience is is seared right now. What would you say to that person who's just they know they feel that desperation in their soul, they feel that desperation of like they're missing out on something,
0: mm-hmm.
2: but the, that connection isn't quite being made.
3: So I would say the same way of it happened to me. It's the same way it will happen to you is when you yield your heart back to the Lord, And it's as simple as turning back to him because I turned away. I chose to turn away, even though my heart still, anytime anyone would talk about Christ, my heart would just, I would want to listen. And so if you turn your heart towards the Lord and just say, Lord, I don't really know the ins and outs of this. I don't really understand this, but I I don't want to live this way anymore. I don't want to do this anymore because all sin does is bring more sin. All sin does is bring more shame. All sin does is bring more guilt. All sin does is bring more fear. Mm -hmm. All sin does is ruin your own life. And it gets you get to a point where you're sick and tired of it. And so Mm -hmm. when you get to that point where you're sick and tired of it and you turn to the Lord and say, Lord, help me help me, Lord. I repent of my sin. I repent of everything that I've done, Lord. I don't want to do this anymore. And as soon as you turn to him, he receives you. Just like the prodigal son story, when he started coming home and he saw him from a far away distance, he ran to him. He covered him with his own robe. You know, the robe of righteousness he washed, covered him because he was filthy, dirty. Remember, he was just with the pigs. He was eating what the pigs were eating Mm -hmm. and he runs home. And as he runs home, his father sees him and that's the father knows we're about to turn. And so he sees us. He sees our heart being positioned to turn back to him and he covers us with the blood. And washes us clean. He gives us that clean robe. And he puts a ring on our finger. The Holy Spirit is a a symbol of a ring. Of an engagement ring. He, He seals us with the Holy Spirit. He welcomes us back home. And that's who the Father is. He's absolute love and mercy and kindness and gentleness that is who the father is so you don't have to be scared that he's mad at you let me mm. tell you something the lord longs for your heart so deeply he longs for your repentance so so deeply he's not mad and upset he wants your heart he's he's paid the ultimate price he's given christ his only son to die for you he's given everything so he's now not going to reject you he's given okay. his only son for you he's not going to reject you and say no you've sinned too much no never there's there's never a point where we've gone too far for the lord he's always with open arms right there and 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 then once we do i'm telling you your life will never be the same that's the that's the one thing is your life will not be the same because when you yield to god and you give him back your heart get ready for an opening of your spiritual eyes get ready for dreams get ready for visions get ready for your calling get ready for acceleration get ready to be hungry for the word of god me and my husband just um the lord told us to send out some bibles for christmas which we do at each and every year and this year the request for bibles was mind blowing
1: wow it, wow
3: we were We were shocked. It was over a hundred people requested Bibles this year Mm. and that we were like, there, there is a hunger for the word of God right now. There is a God's doing something to his body. God's doing something to people for them to desire to eat the word of God, because that's what transforms us. That's what makes us, you know, receive from him. When we know his word, we can hear his voice. And I wanted to teach on real quick because the Lord asked me to do this. Many of you listening are, what? how do I hear God? What does mm-hmm. God sound like? And if you can't hear God, then it's going to be hard for you to follow his voice if you can't understand how he talks. So we talked about searing our conscience. And mm-hmm. what happens is when we sin and we suppress, um, the Holy Spirit will put on us like, You know, that's probably not the right thing to do. Some people call that your conscience. Mm -hmm. My conscience tells me not to do this, but I'm going to do it anyways. Well, why? Because you can't have willpower. You need you need Jesus in your heart. Mm -hmm. You need the Holy Spirit to help you say no to sin. You can't do it on your own. We need Mm -hmm. Christ. That's why we get born again. We realize we can't be holy on our own. We can't get to God on our own. We need Christ. Mm -hmm. And so your your conscience will convict you and and say, hey, you shouldn't do that. And then we ignore it. We ignore it. We ignore it. it. And you sear it. But when you get born again and you get filled with the Holy Spirit, you're going to hear him speak. And this is what it sounds like. It sounds like you in your head talking to you. But it's not you. So I want everyone to say to themselves right now, um, I love you. And say it in your head. Don't say it out loud. Just say, I love you in your head. Okay. So you said, I love you in your head. And you heard that inner voice. When God speaks to us through the Holy Spirit, it sounds like that. It sounds like your voice in your head, but it's not your unction of speaking. So it may be a word. All of a sudden you're driving in your car and you hear yourself say to yourself, uh, do this or go here, or I love you, or you're my, you're my uh, cherished child. Or maybe you hear a Bible verse in your head as you're driving. And you're like, I wasn't thinking about that. Well, let me tell you that you're hearing the Lord. That's the Lord. The Lord's not always going to come in, in an audible voice and speak. You know, Kelsey, turn left. He doesn't do that. He speaks as a still small voice, and so many of you are. The Lord is speaking to you, but you're just not perceptive of it. So what happens is we think it's us. We think, or or we brush it off. Um, We brush it off that oh, that was just a thought. That was just a thought. Well, that wasn't just a thought. That was the Lord. So maybe you've been thinking about a certain person lately. And the person keeps coming to your mind and coming to your thoughts. Well, that's the Lord. Maybe you should call them. Ask Come them on, if everything's okay. Well, what's going on with them? What's new with them? Can you pray for them? Um, so the Lord is speaking to us, and and he will um, speak through that still small voice. And we know it's the Lord because it's always good, and it's always righteous. It's holy and pure. We know mm-hmm. the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So if you hear a voice in your head, which... Most of the time the enemy is speaking to us and we listen to him, but then we won't listen to God. And he'll say something like, oh, you're never going to get that job. You're the last person they're going to hire or you're not a good mom. You always yell at your kids. Voices like that. That's the enemy in our head. And we need to learn how to take those thoughts as prisoners and capture them and throw them down and say, no, you're a liar. I am a good mother. You're a liar. I will get that job in the name of Jesus. And so we have to start discerning the voice of God if we want to be led by the spirit of God. And if you've seared your conscience and you've lived in sin and you've you've, you know, denied the leading of the Lord, it's as easy as turning your heart back to God and saying, "Lord, I'm sorry that I dismissed your voice. Would you forgive me? Holy Spirit, would you teach me how to hear you? Holy Spirit, would you make me perceptive?" would you guide me would you lead me it's it's really that simple it's a simple prayer walking with god is not hard um it's easy you know his yoke is easy his burden is light that's so true it's just like you would talk to your father in the natural you you don't have to make an appointment to go see your own father you just knock on the door he opens and you say dad it's the same mm-hmm. with god mm-hmm. the veil's torn and so we can come to him and ask him, um, you know, anything that that we desire, that we wish. And he's right there to answer our prayer, especially in repentance. Mm-hmm. Uh, the blood
0: of Jesus is so powerful. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash donate. Now back to the show. Yeah. Now, what about the people who say, okay,
2: well... All right. I can recognize that's the Lord who's talking to me, but how do I tell the difference between a truth and a lie? How do I tell the difference between my soul and my the spirit? How do mm-hmm. I tell the difference between the Lord speaking and the devil speaking? Because sometimes there are times where the lies sound so much like the truth. Mm-hmm. It's hard to discern.
1: Well, and on top of that, there are people that I've noticed that have almost delusions of grandeur where they're like, no, I'm going to be the leader of this ministry. The Lord showed me that I'm going to be taking over it when this happens, or I'm going to be doing yes. it. And you're like, your life is not like, <laughs> like, look at your." do you you not see what i see you know and you try to be nice you know but uh, so yeah yeah Yeah. okay so those are
3: so those are so good and so loaded so (laughs) okay okay.
1: you're welcome here we go thank
3: you (laughs) thank you so well you know this is the first thing is the bible says that the word of god is like a sword it divides between soul and spirit it's a discerner of the intentions of the heart and the thoughts so the word of god we have to have our mind renewed by the word of god Mm -hmm. if you do not read the word of god at all if you never read the bible i would say for you to be able to discern whether it's The enemy or you or the Lord, it's going to be really difficult for you because you don't have the sword of the spirit. You haven't had your soul and your spirit have not been divided by the word. So that's the first thing is we need to renew our minds by the word of God. That's number one. And when you start to hear God's voice, you need to know the word. Each and every day, meditate on the word. And we should read the word like this. Okay, let's see. Let me find a scripture that I wrote here. So when I read the Bible, I don't read it quickly. Like there's some people who do, oh, I can read the Bible in a year. I don't necessarily recommend that because we want it to get into us. We want it to get into who we are and we want to be renewed and transformed by it. So if I skim over it really fast I can't really let it get into me. So when I read the word, I'm going to read it slow. I'm going to read it out loud if you can. If, if not, it's okay. You can just read it in your head, but read it slow. And if something sticks out to you about the word, read, read it over and over and over again. If you get convicted while reading the word, read Proverbs. If you haven't read Proverbs in a while, Go ahead and read Proverbs and I'm going to tell you that you'll be praying a lot to the Lord and saying, oh, man, I do that. Oh, man. I mean, I read the word and say that all the time. Whenever I read scriptures on love, I always pray and I it hits me so hard because I'm like, Lord, I don't love that well at all. Will you teach me how to love? You know, will you teach me how to love like you love? You know where it says, bless your enemies, you know, do something nice for those who hurt you. Win them over with kindness. You know, all of those things. Though that cuts me deeply because it makes me realize that I'm not really living the way I should. And then I pray to the Lord, Lord, would you help me? And then I focus on trying to love better, trying to be more patient, more kind, more merciful. And so that's how we should read the Word of God. So that's the number one uh, thing in first hearing God's voice is studying the Word meditating on the word, reading it slow, because Jesus is the word. And so if Jesus is the word, then he's going to be speaking to you through it. A lot of times when we hear God's voice, it is something quoted in scripture. Um, when you start to hear God's voice, he'll speak a lot to you out of the word. It's called a rhema word. When you're reading the Bible and something so deeply speaks to you, that's a word of God for you. God's, uh, God's speaking to you through his word. And so that's the first thing. And then once you do know the word, what happens is it divides your soul and your spirit. So you start to live uh, righteous. You start to live holy and you become holy because he's holy. And so it's not like we make ourselves holy. But when we get closer to Jesus, he rubs off on us. Who he is rubs off on us. So we see him and we become like him. You are who you behold. Whatever you focus on, you pay attention to. You're going to become just like that. And so we all know that it, let's say you watch a certain uh, movie character all the time. It's your favorite movie all the time. You watch it every single day. Well, you're going to become like that, that thing that you're watching. Mm -hmm. It's the same with Christ. The more we uh, turn to him, the more we think about him, the more we read his word, you, you become like him. um, And it's the Holy Spirit transforming you. And so once you know that, you know, the, the personality of God, and then, you know, the personality of the enemy. So if you're getting a word in your head, that's stealing your destiny, killing, destroying people or yourself. If we're speaking words of gossip, that's destroying someone's, um, some, someone's um, character. Mm-hmm. When we talk like that, those words are not anointed of God. The Bible says to speak hymns and sing songs and uh, speak beautiful. The Bible says in the Passion Translation, let your words become beautiful gifts that bless others. And so if we're speaking like that, we know it's the Lord. And so that's how you can start to discern is, you know, the character and the nature of God. And then, you know, the character and the nature of the enemy, and then you weigh the thoughts. So the Bible says to take every thought captive and bring it to the obedience of Christ, Mm -hmm. every thought. So think about that. So if the enemy's speaking to us, it's in our thoughts, because why would we have to take our thoughts captive and make them obedient to Christ? Right. It's. Because that's where the enemy is speaking to you. And he'll also use others around you to speak through them. Um, But mostly he's going to speak to you in your mind. And you just take that thought. And when you know your identity in Christ, that you're loved, you're a son and a daughter, that those things you can easily say, well, that's not who I am. That's Mm -hmm. not who God says I am. And the enemy still comes to me and tells me stuff all the time. And I always tell him, I, this is what I say to him. I say, shut up, you're an idiot. Or I say, <laughs> shut, up, or I say shut up, you're a liar. That's mm. what I, but I'm talking to myself in my mind, but I say it out loud because a thought comes, that's not me. Like, you know, you're not making a difference. You're not helping anybody. He'll say mm. something like that to me. And I'll say, shut up, you're a liar. Mm -hmm. you know, and that's, that's how I talk back to him. And then he Mm -hmm. leaves because he knows I'm not going to go engage in that. Mm -hmm. And so that's a way you can sort of know when it's your own self talking, it's going to sound something like this oh man, okay, I have to go to the grocery store today. I have to stop um, here. I have to pick up my kids. I, so it's self-based thoughts, things things that are happening in your life through work, uh, stuff like that. It's, it's self-based thoughts. It's to yourself. I have to do this. I need to do this. I wonder if I should do this. That's kind of self-based stuff, what we do through mm-hmm. life. But if it's ever um love and and leading you to do something selfless that's another way you can know it's the lord because we're so selfish in our flesh we don't want to do anything for anyone else We're <laughs> like i'm too busy Whoops. with my own life yeah, you yeah. Know? so when god starts speaking to you about hey pay for this person's groceries you get a thought in your head pay for this person's groceries hey go over to that person with the knee brace and pray for them well these are things that we don't want to do Mm-hmm. So that's not your flesh telling you that that's not your own self telling you that that's the leading of the Lord. So that's mm-hmm. another way you can know um, the difference between who's talking to you, if that helps. And then Jeff, what, what was your question? I forget was, now.
1: There's, sometimes there's also people who have delusions of grandeur where they almost, they it's like they want, it's almost like they've, they've put their will in the place of God's will for them. And it's something that could be admirable, But it's something that obviously they're straining to try and make happen where they're like, oh, yeah, no, the Lord told me that I'm going to be the leader of this ministry, you know, or they're like, no, I'm supposed to do this thing. A a good example. okay, I'll use like a worldly example. You see it all Mm -hmm. the time. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen it, watched American Idol at all, where you have these people Mm -hmm. that come on where they're just they are like, I'm going to be famous. I'm going to be the Lord showed me this or that you see what I'm saying?
3: yeah so, definitely
1: yeah so I yeah. so yeah, would you say definitely know what you're saying. That are that are in kind of that vein because they see it in the church too it's not like it's oh yeah yeah
3: oh yeah well i i would say to to that is that um it's just immaturity and that's really the the bottom line could god have told them something about being in leadership a hundred percent because if god waits to tell us stuff till we're completely mature and sin-free, we're never gonna reach our destiny. Yeah. Sure. So God gives us big dreams, big visions, even yet why we're super immature, because God's amazing and he's He's not like man. He doesn't say, you have to be perfect before you can do this. God gives us stuff and then what happens is He, through the Holy Spirit, he matures our character And then we walk into what God has for us. I can tell you two, three years ago, I would prophesy and say things that now I would not do that. Because mm. I'm, I've am i matured with God. So I look back and I'm like, "Ooh, why did I prophesy that? Or why did I mm. say that? Because I was immature, but God still was developing my gift. And, and I'm still, each day till we go home, we're going to be learning and growing and developing with God. And as long as we keep a teachable heart, that's the biggest thing. And so what happens is sometimes God shows us this grand thing and we can get into pride over it. And I think that's the underlying um, problem is we get into pride and go, okay, God showed me I'm going to be a leader of this church or this ministry. And I know God showed me this. And so it, that must mean it's right now. Yeah. And that must mean, and so we can get timing off, but we also can get into pride. And so the biggest thing is keep a teachable, humble spirit, lay low before the Lord. And if someone's doing that in your life, um, where where they they have that type of personality um i would just pray that the lord would um open up their heart and that their character would would be the main thing that they're they focus on not so much the calling or the giftings but that that god would touch their character that the fruit of the holy spirit would begin to develop in them that god god would water the the trees planted in their hearts and that they would bear fruit of character. And so I would pray for people like that if if you see that. But a lot of times we have to give mercy and um you know just give mercy to those people and love those people. And and if we if you do notice maybe that was you where you're like, oh well I know I saw this, but I just well just pray into it. And let me tell you something about God is there is no way if it's God's will for your life, God is uh, Jesus is the keeper of David's key, Isaiah 22:22, and whatever door he opens, no man will shut. And whatever door he shuts, no man will open. So if you believe as Christ holds the key, the key of David, then you should not ever be concerned about what doors will be opened unto you or what doors will be closed. Mm -hmm. But you know that you're in the will of God when the doors do start to open. So I would Mm -hmm. say just trust in the Lord and wait for those doors to open. And then he'll refine you and refine your character. Mm -hmm. And the Lord will teach us through lessons like, like this, you know, he teaches us through when we make mistakes, he always turns them for our good. So he'll he'll kind of like discipline us and be like, oh, you were kind of harsh on that one. You know, a lot of prophetic people, I know Jeff, I'm not, you know, I'm not speaking to you. I'm sure you've never done this. But Uh, you know, but we can be harsh sometimes. Prophetic people can we know how to wield that sledgehammer. Mm -hmm. We know how to hammer it, baby. Um and so a lot of times that that's something that with prophetic people, we really have to go, have to let God soften our hearts. And um, John Paul Jackson once said the Lord said to him, um, instead of being so good with the hammer, I want I want you to be able to um, knock someone down with a feather. Dude. Wow. And yeah. so that's you know that's something too that prophetic people a lot of times it's easy for for us to get into pride and and get puffed up and all this stuff um but the lord's really working on this generation and that's one thing i can say about our generation is man i have never seen a move of holiness and character like what god's doing right now everything oh i God. read from our generation is about holiness character yep. humility Repentance uh, reading his word. It's like, God, I'm telling you, God's up to something.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. He's up to something. Well, and on, so it's interesting because, you know, this whole topic of hearing the voice of God is actually Nathan French. We had him on the Saturday show and he talked okay. about the exact same thing. And oh, so awesome. it's very obvious. I love when God kind of weaves together, you know, two episodes. And it's very obvious that this is a topic that is for believers who maybe have um, started to doubt their ability to hear God. Maybe there's been yeah. hope deferred, and they're like, "Did I even hear God? Did I even, yeah. you know?" And then, so yeah. this is a great reminder for those people to instill courage, yeah. to 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 continue to hold on to get to bolster their faith, but also yeah. for new believers and people that aren't even believers that are hearing this. But the first time I ever heard God. I remember it. it was something that my church didn't teach, but I was out with a friend and he was like, I want you to go home and I want you to read Jeremiah chapter one. And I had never experienced that before, but it was my own thoughts, but I just couldn't, it was like this ache in my heart where I was just like, oh my goodness. And often I've said this on the show before, but God will show me my giftings through my misuse of them. And so it was, it was, he it was, it was like, it, there's a, there was a piece of scripture where Jer- God is talking to Jeremiah and he says, I've called you to, um. Uh, he's saying uh, I've called you to well I'll just read it he said "I've I've called you to tear down and to destroy and then to build and to plant and I was in an issue with a friend speaking of that being a sledgehammer where I saw issues in my friend's life And I was just like, this is the problem. This is the problem. Just fix this. This is it. Just why you mean like, just fix this? You know, and it was causing a huge tear in our friendship. And God was like, you're doing a great job at tearing down and destroying. But there's this build and plant section that (laughs) this is where we need to work on. And I was like, oh, Lord. Lord." (laughs) So um, kind of just segue, because this will segue actually, I think, nicely into this testimony that you have. About um, walking a homosexual man, essentially delivering walk, walking through deliverance, is there's a friend that I'm currently helping through a pornography addiction, mm-hmm. and it's been a lengthy period of time where I'm starting to look at it and going, because he's a he, he loves the Lord. Okay, it's not an issue of him like going and messing around with other women or mm-hmm. you know whatever. It's just he cannot break this. And, and so my question is sort of is like, how do we know when, when someone has demonic, you know, influence and just full on needs deliverance mm-hmm. in that regard, or if it's just mm-hmm. an issue, bad habits, like mm-hmm. how do we know the difference between those? Mm-hmm.
3: Well, I would say first is it's, it's a stronghold in his life because free will and trying really hard can't demolish a stronghold. We need the Lord to come and pull them down. So it could just be a stronghold in his life where he he needs to pray each and every day for the Father to come and pull down that stronghold. And that's what I would encourage him to pray. If you struggle with any type of addiction, of something that you you've tried to let go of and in your own strength you just can't do it. Oh, I just can't do it. Um, you know, I, I need, I need help. And is this, is this, a uh, you know, demonic and is this, w- but I would say a lot of times it's just a stronghold mm-hmm. that has a hold of them that doesn't want to let go. So, um, the Bible says in second Corinthians 10, four and five, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, so they're not in our own strength. We can't do it in our own strength, but the mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. So I would say, ask the father each and every day, Lord, will you pull down every stronghold known and unknown? Because it's easy for us to uh, see other people's strongholds, but we don't see our own. We all have them. We all have. And so ask the Lord, will you pull them down? The ones I do know, the ones I don't know, Lord, I ask you, pull them down in Jesus name and just begin to pray that each and every day and with faith, couple it with faith. So don't just pray an empty prayer, pray it in faith believing that God is going to tear that thing out of you. And why is it called deception? Well, we're in deception because we don't know it. That's what deception right. is. You don't know you're in deception. That's why you're deceived. So, but God knows what we don't know. So, that's a great prayer for all of us to pray. I I have it tagged up on my mirror. I pray it every day. I say, Father, I pray that you pull down every single stronghold within me in Jesus name. And I couple it with my faith, believing that God is doing a deep work inside of me um, each and every day as I stand with him and pray that. And if it is deliverance, I would say he would know, because when it is uh, demonic oppression, uh, he's going to hear Voices, it's usually coupled with like nightmares and tormenting oh. thoughts. And it's more than just like I live a, a life towards the Lord, but this is my struggle. It's mm-hmm. it's being demonically oppressed is more. You would know you would know you need help. There's something tormenting me. And I mean, you would then at that point know that you need deliverance. Mm-hmm. Um, And so the love of God is a huge thing that the church is missing so we're super quick to judge like you're doing like you said with your friend you were really good which we're all good at you don't have to be prophetic Mm -hmm. to be good at telling people what's wrong (laughs) with them
2: yeah Yeah. we all can do that yeah
3: (sighs) but that's not what god asks of us god a lot of times, um, you know, we need self-control. And instead of calling out all the bad things, God will reveal to us prophetically. If you're a prophetic person, you should be seeing the gifts on that person's life. You should be seeing the callings on that, that person. And then you call forth what God's placed on them, the gifts, the callings, the nature, how he's going to use them. That's why the prophetic's really awesome when it's coupled with evangelism. Because when you have both together, you can see in the person how who God's created them to be. You see the love of God for that person. You feel the love of God for that person. So you can evangelize with the prophetic while speaking over what God has planned for their life. And then we couple it together. And so a lot of times we say, okay, you're a sinner. And so God hates sinners. Well, no, God loves sinners. Jesus died for sinners. We were right. all sinners. We're born into this yeah. world sinners. And so right. God hates the sin, but he's mm-hmm. not going to stop coming after you. He's He's going to run after you and run after you and run after you. And it's the love of God. It's the goodness of God that we are showing to the people. It's the light of Christ you know, we've all been given a ministry of reconciliation. That's what the Bible says. And so we reconcile people back into God. We tell them, hey, you don't have to do this anymore. There's been a a way made for you. You don't have to be an addict anymore. There's been a way made for you. You don't have to be in sexual sin anymore. There's been a way made for you. And so we can bring them in uh, to the Lord that way. And it's the love of God. And so I know we're running out of time, but um, I'll quickly, if it's okay, Jeff, uh, you let me know. yeah.
1: I'll
3: quickly want to share a testimony of um, about how the love of God does open up people's hearts to receive ministry. And so I was flying to Texas um, for a ministry trip and I had some other ministry friends with me and it was a small little plane. We were going to a small area in Texas and the flight attendant on the plane kept passing by us and he kept saying oh you girls and you know being really nice and we we're just like oh god bless you you know just being s- just kind to him and my friend who was with me um says to me hey i think i have a word for him so i'm gonna stay on the plane and we were like okay so we all get off the plane and later she tells us you know i just really felt like i wanted to share the gospel with him and just share the love of christ and it turns out that he was born again when he was young but now is completely strayed, living a homosexual lifestyle, um, not following Christ at all. Um, and and but deep down, that thing we talked about at the beginning, Jen, where his heart still loved Jesus, even mm-hmm. though he is living a homosexual lifestyle. He was born again at a young age, and his heart. When we talked about Jesus, you could tell he still had that heart connection. That had never left him, even in his case. And so he ended up coming to the same hotel that we were at. We didn't know God was going to orchestrate it this way, but we were in the lobby checking in. And here he comes down the hallway staying at the same exact hotel as us. So we're like, hey, we want to pray for you. um, And we just want to prophesy over you. And he's like, okay. And he was so open to it. So we just started pouring the love of God into him through prophetic words. We started telling him, hey, this is how God sees you. This is who you are in Christ. God loves you. And so he opened up his heart to us and shared because of the love of Christ, he felt loved. So when we're, when we feel loved, we can be vulnerable with right. ministers. And that's a big thing is, is love opens up the heart. And so he opened up his heart and told us all about what was going on in his life and how he feels not accepted in the church for his lifestyle. And so we just started mm-hmm. to share the love of God with him. And um the a friend I was with told him, you know, hey, I lived a homosexual lifestyle before I was married for a long time. And God set me free. The power of the Holy Spirit completely set me free. And now I'm married and have uh, three children. And something about that opened his heart to receive prayer to be free. And so we said, would you like to be free? Would you like to be free from that? And he said, yes, I want to be free. And so we laid hands on him and we didn't know, but he fell. Boom, on the concrete floor. And this is in front of the lobby, you guys. Wow. Hotel. We didn't know. Was, like Nothing to see here, oh, folks. Yeah, to see here. So the Holy Spirit <laughs> fell so strong. He fell out. No catchers. He was fine. He started speaking in tongues. So that was wow. he was baptized in the Holy Spirit as he fell out mm-hmm. and after he was baptized in the Holy Spirit the the demons started manifesting. And so yeah. it took a, a, a took a while uh to get everything out but we cast everything out and he was, because it was so much, I mean, we, he, his body was like so weak from fighting all that with us. I mean, if you've ever done deliverance, you know what I'm talking about. Um, but it's not always just like come out in the name of Jesus and they all leave. Sometimes it takes, you have to go after it and the demonic are going to see if you're going to give up or not. Um, so sometimes you have to war with them for a while, but he got set free and my friend stayed in contact with him. And like a month later, he told us I'm going twice a week to this worship service and And, you know, God is, I I just know that God's with me and I believe he's going to keep me out of this. And I mean, completely set free from that. And if, but if we came with a judgmental, oh, well, how dare you live a, don't you know that sin and God hates that? But no, we didn't do that. We came with love. We revealed how much Mm. God loves him and, and wants his life to serve him. That he wants to be free so he could, he wants him to be free so he could serve him fully and, and live an abundant life. So, you know, Jesus came so we would live an abundant life so we wouldn't be held by anything. And yeah. it's just beautiful how um, God works through a heart who's laid down for him and who loves other people. And if you really want to get into ministry and start ministering to God's children, you're going to need the, the love of the father to just come in and out of you. And that's what's bringing people in. It's not the signs with you're going to hell, the pointing the finger. It's the love of God um, that brings us to repentance and sets us free.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And if I may, I
3: just wanted to add to that because it's
2: really stirring my heart. This is something the Lord's been speaking to me just even in my own prayer time of just this accountability personal responsibility before the lord that um i was talking to him just about stuff that's going on in the world and just feeling frustrated about everything um and then just some other little things outside of myself and i was praying and i heard the holy spirit clear as day say to me jennifer on the day that you stand before my throne you will not give an account for that person's life and that person's life and that person's life you will give an account for yours. and and i was like and it just hit me and it's crazy because when you have those types of moments it's like scripture then is illuminated with that that thing and Mm -hmm. and so as i'm reading the gospels i'm seeing that just this personal responsibility of taking on the inner workings of the holy spirit and just the sanctification process of what he does inside of us through his word through his spirit through prayer through fasting all of those things and just like what you're saying my my friends and i were having this conversation recently where we were talking about issues within culture that the bible contradicts from the word of god and it, we were saying it's one thing to say i know this standard is offensive compared to our culture the standard is offensive but we are pursuing the lord together and It's your responsibility to work out your salvation with the Lord. I'm here to support you and love you and pray for you. It's another thing entirely to go, that's the standard. Unless you measure up to that standard, I'm not going to have anything to do with you. Mm. And I'm not going to be loving toward you. And so what the Lord's been speaking to my heart is as we receive his love and his forgiveness, and we allow that inner working of the Holy Spirit through his word, through his spirit, through prayer, through fasting, to manifest deeply in our own lives, there Mm -hmm. is an outflow. Uh, yes, love, generosity, yes. Uh, authority. Yes. We begin yes. to a- approach people with this tenderness, this humility, yes. this kindness. Um, because that's really what it's about, you know. We're yes. like you just said, we're reconciling brothers and sisters back to our creator, back to the father, yes. and he's not willing that any should perish, which is why his mercy has lingered, which is why we are in this era of grace. And yes. um so it's just been really humbling to to have that experience myself but I just wanted to tag that on because I just feel like this is such a powerful message that God is doing outside of just even this broadcast. It's happening yes. in my friends' lives and my life and other people's yes. lives. And I just want I just felt like it needed to be said, you know, mm, that sure, God is yeah. doing something really deep in every single one of us and yes. that the manifestation of that will be fruit of of harvest for ourselves and for so,
3: so true so good how is the harvest going to come in well god's shaking the church refining and purifying us so we can be a pure stri- river a pure stream that flows right. his love how else can people come in unless it's through yeah. the goodness of god okay. right can't and yeah. so exactly and that's why everyone you're seeing it here there here there why because it's to move of god's spirit His spirit is moving on the earth and giving us this. This isn't our own revelation. You know, I love when Paul talks to the prophets. He's like, you think you were the first one with this revelation? You know, it's God's spirit. Like for all of us, you know, because we all feel the same thing. Well, how is that? How do we all feel the same thing? It's the Holy Ghost is moving. And so we just say, yes, Lord, we're going to do what you want to do. And what about the woman caught in adultery? What about when Peter betrayed Jesus, how he came to Jesus? He came to to Peter. He was waiting, cooking fish and bread. He came to restore him. You Mm -hmm. know, so Jesus's heart is always about restoration, love, bringing you back. And it's it's incredible all he's Mm -hmm. doing in the earth. And so I just want to pray that we have another minute.
1: Oh, we do. Um, Yeah, I just want to
3: pray for everyone whose hearts have been stirred by this message. So if your heart's been stirred by this in any way, if you feel like now, man, I can really, I understand I'm hearing the voice of God or maybe you're struggling because your children are going through stuff we've talked about. Even my own story, your children are in that. I just want to release the peace of God to you. And I just want to pray that his strength would envelop you and that you would go even lower so that he could lift you even higher. So Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I just lift up all these hearts unto you, God. All the hearts that are looking to you right now, Lord, crying out for your help. Father, I just ask that you would strengthen them and you would uh, enwrap them with your presence, Lord, and that you would teach them how to humble themselves before you, God, and that you would teach them that it's by your hand that all things come to pass, Lord. It's by your spirit that we're transformed into the very image of Christ. Right now, I pray for those hearts who felt hopelessness. Lord, I thank you. You are strengthening those hearts. Lord, I just ask that your peace would be upon the families to turn and lean back into your arms, to turn and trust you, that you have a a plan to prosper their children, a plan for a hope and a future, God, you have for them and their families. Lord, that you're good. And that your love and your goodness leads us to repentance, Lord. Would you reveal even more of who you are to us, God? Would you reveal your very character through your word so that we can know you more, God? Jesus, I pray that as they seek you in their private times, you would reveal the word of God like never before. Lord, I ask that you anoint their eyes to see the word of God in a new way. And that it would pierce them deeply. Changing them, Lord. Let them be changed by your word, God. And I thank you right now, Lord, that your spirit is moving right now into each and every home. Holy Spirit, I thank you right now for your presence coming in and touching many right now. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Lord. Someone's low back is being healed right now in the name of Jesus. Receive it now in Jesus' name. All pain goes now in the mighty name of Jesus. Begin to stand up and move around. You'll see that all the pain has left your back. Thank you, Lord. I also um, got a word the other day, and it's for a woman from New York, and you're battling cancer. Right now, we just curse that cancer in the name of Jesus. We command it to die by the power of the name of Jesus Christ. We speak healing over your body right now in Jesus' name. Be healed by the blood of Christ. Lord, I thank you that when she goes to the doctor, she will be completely whole and healed in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that your overwhelming presence is touching her now that she begins to feel fire in her body right Mm -hmm. now in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you that the heat is burning away those cancer cells right Mm -hmm. now in Jesus' name. I also saw there was a shoulder injury from like the late 80s, early 90s, that you still have trouble with your shoulder. The Lord is healing you right now in the name of Jesus. I command all stiffness, all pain to go now in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, I thank you for loosing that shoulder. Lord, I thank you all pain goes in Jesus' name. Begin to move your shoulder around. You'll see it's healed in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, I thank you for an increase in each and every person listening, an increase of hearing your voice. Lord, I ask that you unstop and open their ears, Lord, in the realm of the spirit so that they would discern that you're speaking to them. God, open Mm -hmm. their ears now in Jesus name. Let them begin to perceive the voice of the Holy Spirit. Lord, quiet their souls so that they can hear you, Lord. And let them come to know you personally and intimately in Jesus' mighty name. Mm-hmm. Amen. Thank Amen. you.
1: Amen. Amen. Thank Amen. you both, actually. You guys are both great. So,
3: Thanks, bro.
2: Yeah.
1: This is Thanks, great. Jeff. So, Kelsey, uh, how can people follow you?
3: Um, so you can follow me on my Facebook at Kelsey O'Malley, or I have a page Marriage of the Lamb. You can follow me there. I started a YouTube. Woo! Yay. Um, so you can follow me on YouTube under Kelsey O'Malley I teach a women's group on Wednesdays, um, it's women only but I will post the um, teaching on YouTube without the ministry time, um, so we keep that private um, I'll start another 8 week classes, it's completely free, it's on Zoom, um, you can just click the link when I put it on my Facebook and you can join Wednesday at 8pm Eastern Time we talk about stuff like this, how to hear the voice of God, how to flow in the gifts, how to know jesus intimately how to know the holy spirit how to have a friendship with the holy spirit we just talk about stuff that's really gonna link you closer to the heart of god um you know how to pray how to administer uh, prayers for healing uh just to activate you to go and do your own works in the ministry yeah. so you can follow me all those different places
1: so great um, so great yeah Um, And then everybody just to let you know, I forgot to mention this at the top of the show, but Jen is going to be my sub when I can't be here. So um, all those great nuggets that she, uh, (laughs) that she released um, she's, she's chock-a-block full of them. So I know you guys were really blessed by what she had to say. So, um, and I know some of you are very excited to hear that she's uh, gonna be subbing for me when I can't be here. So, I love it. I love it, guys. This was great. Um, So, everybody, that's our show. If you know somebody who's been in a really rough spot, has been feeling like maybe God has passed them over, or they're they're not hearing God, or they feel like they're doubting God, or maybe they're a new believer, send them this, and just um, this is going to be huge encouragement to them. And I know it was a huge encouragement to all of you as well. So, God bless you guys, and we'll see you again next week. Bye bye.